Yes, uh, greetings everybody. This is Wesley Pepper. This is the Art Lexia podcast. This is episode 100. So that's kind of a big deal if you're in the podcasting world. 100 episodes. It's a big deal. So just before I introduce everything and explain where Caesar and all of that, like much love, much love to every single listener. There's been thousands of views from all over the globe, especially in South Africa, which is fantastic. When we started started this over here, I thought the Africans will catch on a bit later, but they caught on and they're loving it. And much love to all the comments, to all the to all the love I've been getting every single week from everybody. A hundred episodes is a big deal, and to a hundred more. Uh, yeah, um, I wanted to have a giveaway thingy, um, but gosh, man, um, I need a marketer for that. Um, I tried to do it with my fortieth episode, and <laughs> it didn't work out. Uh, but we'll but we'll do that. But we'll do giveaways and stuff and stuff all in the new year. In fact, in fact, in the new year, there's a lot of cool stuff coming. Look forward to that, and I'll be explaining that on the social media platforms over the course of the next few days. Uh, Caesar, of course, in my dear my dear friend is not with us today. She's actually moving house, um, and I think she's on the way to the Eastern Cape. Um, was on much needed rest and all of that. So I'll be going solo at least for the next two weeks because as you know, next week. We have a dope ass episode. We got the cooking show coming up next week, which is the Christmas show, which I'm really looking forward to. Uh, we're experimenting with that, and if it works out, if you guys tune and listen, we'll definitely be doing that more next year. Um, and it's gonna be fun, man. We're doing a, a small Yana thing. It's not. Um, it's based of the, the 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 cooking show is based on the feedback we got from a lot of our uh, listeners over the course of the of the year actually so that's to look forward to that that'll be coming next week also just my last just just the last thing um we sort of relaxed um our deadlines um actually last week because of we if you're living in south africa we were having a nightmare uh in terms of the load shedding has killed up and has fucked up every form of scheduling and it's also in the year so we just thought we just relax some of the laws that's why we didn't publish as in last week friday but we will publish three more episodes in the end of the year yeah that's it so, uh, with being such a big episode, uh, we have a real special guest today, man. Um, we got Lorraine Sitole from the Gauteng International Book Festival. She's the festival director. You know, the festival happened, uh, which was last week, which was the uh, dates, but it was around about the first week of December. Um, as you guys know, it was in it was in Soweto. It was really cool. Tabo and Bobo went through and they did a lot of uh, vox pops and they did some interviews with some cool. I know um, the one, the one. Um, um, but the ladies, I must write these things down. But like we know her well, um, Daniela. There we go. <laughs> um, yeah, man, Daniela's very sweet. She's a very sweet person, and I, she she tunes in. So big up to you, my sister, um, and a few others were some interesting writers. Um, we got to see some of the energy in the festival, which is fantastic. And guys, and we all know, like, um, based in South Africa, yeah, man, um, the book festival, Kauteng International Book Festival, one of the first book festivals, at least to my memory, at least major ones that's happening post-pandemic South Africa. But guys, as you know, um, on this platform, we'll be talking a lot about how the pandemic has affected the movements and everything to do with the arts. And um, we're actually quite honored to have you on board. So... Lorraine, good morning. Uh, welcome, man. Welcome to the Art Lexi. How are you doing? I, I am great. A week ago today, the festival happened. This time last week, I was a bundle of nerves and I was uncertain about so many things. 
doubt was still in my mind, although we were at the venue, we saw, you know, festival attendees coming through. Some authors had already arrived, but still, man, it was it was amazing. So um, I'm I'm still exhausted, but not as exhausted as I was during the week. Yeah. Yeah, man, I know like a festival director is a lot of work. Uh, you've got a lot of special communications, the communication skills got to be on point and managerial skills in particular, but I think communication, because uh, as we know, writers, the pandemic has affected our industry in a major, major way, so I'm sure you have to be. So before we get to the festival, just tell our listeners a little about yourself. Um, are you a writer as well? I see you, um, yeah, let me not prompt all of that there, because just in case I don't give a perspective or content, but just tell our, write- uh, all right, just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and how we'll get to the, are you, how the um, book festival came to be? Um, I'm, a, I'm a literacy and literary promoter. I am very big on homegrown stories, on getting our stories out there, on just shouting all these beautiful books that have been produced in the country out there. And of course, I also promote books that are from within the continent and in the diaspora as well. And yeah, I have been reading for as long as I could read. And yeah, reading for me is, is as normal as breathing. And for the last 15 years, I have been intentional about getting our stories out there because as a younger woman, you know, there were some books that I didn't have access to, but in the last 10 years, we have seen a major, major growth, not only in, in the writing, and publishing of our stories but also in the distribution you know the chain has gotten has gotten more open we have more access to a lot more books than we did um when i was a a, a young woman in my 20s and yeah i've been i've been running my own book club for 12 years next april it is a fantastic book club it is membership based and its premise is is creating a love for reading as a lifelong hobby you know because when when we think about books and the way we interact with books is always from an academic point of view and once you are out of school once you are out of a institution of learning then you know we think that you don't have to pick a book up ever again in your life but my thing is you know there is such deliciousness in stories there is a richness in reading and it is so therapeutic and it is one of those hobbies that you can do on your own you know you don't need a group of people to 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 read together but for me also it's 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 the feedback the telling of these stories what i have read the sharing of them and that is where the book club comes in and yeah before before last year i was also curating the south african book fair program the school's program as as I'm very big on childhood literacy. So I worked on that program and also the adult literary program, which was amazing for three years. I was part of the programming team. I am a moderator, you know, as, as I said, for me, it's about sharing these stories. You know, I get access to fantastic books and it's important for me to tell someone about what I have read. So all that work, all those seeds, just culminated into this beautiful, beautiful event that we hosted last week Sunday. Fantastic. Um, a few things. Um, you were talking specifically about children's books. Um, I've noticed um, that there's definitely a big 
there's a lot more indie self-published uh, people that's been self-publishing children's books. I know quite a few personally. Um, some of them not really mainstream. Some of them just selling books to the immediate fans and circles of of, um, of their social media platforms, which I think is fantastic. I've seen that you know, South African creators are taking the initiative and understand the value of you know teaching our stories to our own kids, which I think is fantastic. Um, just a few comments on that. Like, have you picked that up as well? And um, what are writers? What type of children books are writers um, putting out these days? Oh my God! Is there is such a an intentional shift in the way stories are told to kids? You know, we do we do love you know to speak about colors and all these nice um beautiful things because we also don't want to shock kids by introducing a whole lot of themes that they are not familiar with but what has come out is the intentionality in letting our kids especially african children know who they are their identity where they come from their history as well and the way that they put all that in in a language that is accessible to a child younger or older child has been so so beautiful i mean the themes that have been covered is about origin your hair your hue yes we are all shades of black brown pinks yellows and stuff like that and clothes i mean who would who, who would have guessed um the importance of clothes to kids but it's part of um their identity you know when they grow up as they grow up and and they they, they find themselves now the clothes that they wear very very important as well games especially team sports in foundation phase i mean when a child enters grade r they come from a nursery school now they come into this big big school it's also anxiety inducing and there are books that also cover that aspect of moving from one school to the next from one grade to the next and it's also beautiful to read uh, as a mom as well because you know the, the higher my children go up in school I get anxious as well, you know, are they going to fit in? Are they going to be accepted? How are they going to cope with, with the schoolwork and the differences? I love how diversity has found itself in a diverse, in a diverse manner. I mean, we are, not only are we diverse, you know, there is diversity in diversity mm -hmm. and having authors address that in an accessible language that a child can relate to, can understand is absolutely beautiful. And sports as well, being part of a team, you know, do you want to be the champion? Do you want to be the supporter? We can't all be goal scorers, you know, you need strikers, you need goalkeepers, you need cheerleaders. And those are the things that are also covered in this myriad of books that have come out that, you know, you don't always have to be a leader. Sometimes you need to follow and that position is also important. So it's it's been quite a ride. It's been so much fun seeing what comes out for our children. Super, 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 super interesting, man. Um, just to give my listeners some perspectives, you know, I grew up in the 90s and there was nothing like that. Uh, uh, when I grew up, there was no form of, there was just Jack and Jill and some other shit that I clearly made no impression on me. That I, I don't even remember it. And like, I always think like if there was something that I could, some book that I could read that actually made sense to me, with characters that look like me, that had my hair, what's left of my hair, um, I would, I would, I would probably be in probably the same. <laughs> I don't know, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, man, I just, I just, I just think that's interesting because I know uh, uh, you also raise the thing of identity 
uh, politics, and, and I know that's also a big thing running through running through these books, which is and, and I said thanks for bringing that up um, because and I said I could kind of touch base with that with the with the festival a bit later um, because I know that's a big thing in South Africa right now and. Since the pandemic, I know things have changed also. But so um, moving on from there, man. So what I'd like to um, so you're the festival director of the Gauteng International Book Festival. Um, let me just give you, um, yeah, like a prelude to all of that, and then I'll bring you in, and we can you know discuss how it came to being and all of that. Um, yeah, guys, as you know, like on this platform, uh, we've been discussing. You know, we started this thing, you know, our lockdown in 2020, and that time everything came to an end. Uh, or to at least to a stop, and um, what we just uh, what we picked up is how artists were adapting with the fact, and I mean I mean artists I'm using it as an umbrella term for, for writers as well, for for creators basically in South Africa, um, because we speak to everybody musicians as well. Um, what we noticed is like it's like other were other ad- adapting with the fact that people weren't weren't physically able to move out because you know as with. For example, with 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 the writer, if you have a book launch, the idea is to get people physically in your uh, the space, and they can buy the book, and they can listen to you, and then sales and so forth and so forth happens afterwards. But it's always a good idea to get people physically in your safe in your space, and that's what I came to an all. And um, what we've what we've been noticing is, um, as I remember, in 2020, the National Arts Festival took place, and they had that online. I think that was pretty, pretty successful. Um, the numbers were also pretty impressive over there, given that it was the first time. And, and they just used a web-based platform for that, which was super interesting as well. So with that said, um, can we just take it to the beginning, man? Um, when was the Gauteng International Book Festival conceptualized? Um, you know, was part of your team? Um, you know, we had the Ubuntu um, Book Festival that happened more or less the same time for almost five or six years, my memory serves me. Um, so there was a little, so it was always like first week of, Jan, of, of, of of December, there was that, and then after that festival was sort of like the festive season. So I thought, um, I was actually gonna know, are you like an offspring? Or are you, were, were, were you part of the original festival? If not, um, but can you just talk to like, how you guys came to, you know, how did it came to being? Um, was all part of the team and so forth? Fantastic. I mean, um, for me, it was just a natural progression moving into this this big project. You know, I, I run a book club and every year we have um, two major book-based conversations. I mean, the book club, we, we have conversations every month where we meet and we invite authors. But twice a year in August, we have a huge um, book-based intergenerational conversations around in in august and we host four to five six authors uh last year we did it online because as you know we were under hard lockdown and it was majorly successful this year we had four authors and mesofita brain was part of that lineup because we always link it to the events of 9th august 1956 and the reception was amazing 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 also because we have been indoors doing all these things online for so long so it was so exciting to be out there and having yeah. almost everyone from the book chain yeah. coming into the same room and That's we had these conversations going on so hosting a 
an event of this nature is not something that just sprang out of nowhere. There was always going to be something like that. So we came together, four of us. It was Nick Mshongo, Sunyati, as well as Dr. Noktula Mazbugom Simang. And we spoke about why not host a book festival in Soweto. I mean, Noktula, myself and Nick. We are originally from, from Soweto. We're still there. We have ties. We have roots. We have a whole lot of people there. And Sue is Zimbabwe, South Africa, um, for a while. And she is a respectable author, especially in South Africa. And she has a lot of support from the townships. So bringing her in as part of the group was was a no-brainer. I mean, the, the time it took to work on this festival from from inception up until it was implemented last Sunday, it took five months. Yes, wow. we had a lot of constraints. Firstly, we had no money because, you know, festivals <laughs> take a lot of money. We had no money, but for me, it was... <laughs> yeah, that was that was a huge risk. I mean, that was that was insanity. Yep. But we, you know, the way that I approached um, the curation of this festival was I already had everything that I need that I needed to put up a festival of this nature. I have been doing a lot of work within the publishing industry. I know a lot of authors. I have promoted, I have supported a lot of locally based authors. I have fantastic relationships with, with, with publishers and publicists and almost everyone within the book value chain. So for me, it was once we have secured a venue, then we start on programming because your program will bring in the numbers yeah. and as you know i'm very big on childhood literacy because yeah. we can't have parents who read when they were not children who read so it was very very important that alongside the literary program itself we bring in a children's storytelling and and and, and literacy program as well and as someone who has worked on the south african book fair i have always lamented on how our people from the townships are not able to come to these festivals. And it's, it's, it's a matter of accessibility. And when we're speaking about accessibility, we talk about where the venue is located, how accessible is it by public transport? If I am a mom of three kids and I want to come, what do I do with the children? And also, I mean, we had to charge an entry fee because we had a lot of overheads to cover but we decided to keep the children's festival free because if i can get a parent to come and bring their kid for free Brilliant. definitely everyone is winning everyone is coming and we also looked at what challenges a lot of us face in the townships i mean if you're going to pay an entry fee and get in a taxi with your child to come to the festival we know how kids are whether they have eaten at home or not they are always hungry when they get to a venue mama want a drink mama want that so it was also important that we cover that if we could have a sponsored meal for the kids 
then half of our job is done. And then we looked at the time that the festival is taking place. We're talking about literacy. We want our children to read, but the schools are closed. And these toddlers, who is going to take them to the libraries because the parents still have to work. So we put together a book hamper that each child took about five, six That's books it. to okay. take home over the holidays. And we looked at the children's offering. I mean, if you can take care of a child, you know that you, you you are sold. I mean, the parents are sold. And we looked at, I mean, the way we curated the literary program was, what are the big issues coming out of um, COVID, out of lockdown? What is it that is being spoken about around the continent? What, what are our major worries as South Africans? And looking at the time that the festival is happening and also our political um situation at this point you know there is this big conference taking place what are going to talk about i mean low shedding the education system is in shambles access to services is also falling apart so we wanted to curate a program that only that not only spoke to us as South Africans, but also included the major issues that the continent is grappling with, like feminism, gender. We looked at the way we tell our stories coming out of the townships. What are young people writing about? Because in order to have a thriving literary um, industry, you need to invest in the youth. You need to make the youth feel comfortable enough, safe enough to tell their stories in their own language. And if you have gone through our literary program, you can see that 55% of our panelists there were young people. And 30% of them were self-published authors, you know. So we wanted to create a, a balance as well and bring everyone in the space. Wow, um, wow. Like, firstly, big up, big up, big up for that, and much love to the, um, just one thing I picked up that you mentioned is, is accessibility, and I just want to champion that because I agree with you there 100%. I think your timing was also great. Um, you said, like, just after this, um, when schools off break, because I know that time kids is a bit awkward, they don't know what to do, that type of thing. Um, and yeah, man, the thing with the, with the, um, <clears throat> Yeah, the, the, I was, I was, I was in a, as you were talking, I was thinking of a, of a marketing thing, McDonald's, that disgusting food chain. Um, they use kids, they use kids as their marketing. Uh, uh, they market, or rather, they, they primarily, it's targeted primarily at kids, straight up. They don't, they don't know marketing for adults, which, if you think of it, it's actually quite brilliant because are you saying the same thing? Like, once you feel the kid, the kid, you pin <laughs> to the pockets of the parents um and that's and that's loaded with accessibility so that's great and then you also like you what i like what you're saying positioning so you know taxis or public transport etc which is a big thing because i know in the art world in the visual art world um accessibility is a huge issue uh these festivals are usually far 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 out of reach of everybody and usually too expensive for the average guy so much love to that that's that's um, that's very cool and i also like what you're saying about like how you are you curated it um around like um, topics or authors that's, that's, that's writing books about um, what's happening in the country. So I'd actually like you to um, add on to, um, to explain a little bit more on that. Um, Tabo, Tabo did an interview with, with, with some of the writers and some of the writers said like some of the books, uh, the fellow that wrote the book on, um, I don't recall what the book was, but it was on Ramaphosa. 
Um, he seemed like it, it was um, it was it was it was going pretty well for him. Um, was it a successful venture? Were, um, did your did your did your curation work very well? Did you guys um, or did the did the public respond to um, you know did the public respond well to the the authors, the books, etc. Did they um, yeah how um, what was the Oh, and just, um, and Lorraine, sorry, man, just before you um, answer there, we've got like a 10 minute thing here. So we'll just, so we'll just, you'll just answer this there and then we'll just restart the, um, the, um, the thing and then we'll sort of finish off on the last section. So, yeah, feel free to, yeah. Um, okay. I, 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 I don't know what is the, what was the feedback from Tabo and Bobo in terms of, the numbers and the and the spirit that was contained in both session areas so the the the, the events were were separate so the kids were on the other side a bit further from us because there was a lot of singing dancing clapping just entertainment for the children because we also want kids to understand that reading is fun reading is fun it's not a chore like it's that. not a burden yeah, it is such yeah. a necessary, necessary skill. And in the main session area, I mean, we had accommodated 400 attendees. It was packed. Fantastic. It was Fantastic. packed. It was standing room only. And I, I must say, Wesley, that up until the Sunday morning, I was still very worried about the numbers. Because remember that we did a, a soft launch on, on, on Instagram three and a half weeks before the event and there was this beautiful link to cricket and oh my god the numbers were trickling in i think it was the take up was the uptake was like six tickets every th three days and i was very very worried also looking at not only the people attending the festival but also i had these fantastic authors and they needed ears and i had this beautiful beautiful venue and they had I mean, they, they, they gave us new seats. They were unwrapping plastic bags from the chairs. And I was thinking, oh, my God, I need bums. Um, yes, Lorraine, like just before the break over there, we were talking about the atmosphere. We are talking about the participation of the audience. You sounded really excited. You sounded so excited when you said oh, the, the, the numbers sounded incredibly impressive as well, which is, and big up to that, that's, that shares a lot about um, that you guys did here on the right path. So much love to that. Um, you were discussing how, um, or rather, I mentioned that you guys sent out that questionnaire uh, to the participants. So I'll be really interested to know um, what type of feedback you guys receive. But yeah, you can finish off what you were trying to explain before, and we can move into the questionnaire. And then, you know, we'll just move organically from there onwards. Um, looking looking back, there was there was there was a moment at the at the festival. I think um, just before just before midday. Firstly, we're running very late, and you know, as you know, with with festivals, you know, we nobody starts on time. But <laughs> oh yeah, what what was edifying for me as the festival director? All the participants showed up everyone who was invited to take part on both the children's program and the adult program showed up we had um 
two authors from the children's program who were sick and they were gracious enough to send me a message i think for for on sunday morning i think they knew that there was no way i was still sleeping at 4 a.m on sunday morning <laughs> i was a whole bundle of nerves and then um had um <laughs> one one author from the literary program who has been sick the whole week and had thought that they were going to be discharged by friday or saturday morning and she called me um, she called me on Saturday afternoon and said, I am so sorry, I can't, I can't make it. I feel so bad. I so want to be there. And, you know, as with anything, we need to be healthy first before we can give of yourself and that's what of ourselves. And that's what I said to her that, you know, I need you healthy. I need you strong. I need you excited. I need you at your best. So make sure that you get healthy next year bang on the money you are coming back because terry ann adams is one of those voices that for me are so profound that they need to be shouted from the rooftops so a win for me was everyone came everyone came and also the, the attendees the attendees so many people that i know from social media i mean social media has been such a big big positive element when it comes to sharing our stories shouting Absolutely. new books from the rooftops or just discovering a gem from the a blast from yeah. the past you know yeah. and everyone that i knew from bookstagram very very popular on instagram no. and booktalk i mean they were there they came in numbers they were filming they were recording they were posting and it also helped keep the momentum going during the day and as i told you i mean we had a lot of constraints number one it was media presence there i mean but having everyone come with their cell phones fully charged with data for me was a huge win um but and and also you know the seamless progression of 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 both programs we were running late but we kept to the script we were bang on the menu of how things were going to unfold on the day um there were there were some um significant <laughs> weak points on the day um firstly for me it was um the 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 long queues to the to the refreshments um ah, I, I yeah yeah the hospitality stuff as well you know next year we will definitely definitely do better but one of my biggest win was the longest queue was to the bookshop the pop-up bookshop that had Fantastic. the longest, longest wow. queue. and circle capital was ready for this type of festival although i gave them a list of the books that we were promoting on the day they were able to bring from past catalogs also titles that those authors had written and also because they work um with with a lot of readers so they also bought what has been selling throughout the year what could be um what could be great to read over these holidays so they were well prepared they were well stocked they had four people manning the bookshop so the queue was able to go um very very quickly and yeah i think those 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 are the big things that were were going to make or break the festival 
I mean, um, also people showing up. I mean, you, I, I am so, so humbled when anyone comes to anything that I have put together. So I'm very, very grateful to everyone who just came. They brought aunties, um, they my brought mom. kids, they brought grandma, even my mother showed up. My mother showed up, my brother and his wife and their kids, everyone from home showed up. And we're a big family, I think 30 people, 30 people showed up. But most importantly, Wesley is, is is introducing our kids from a young age to this experience and we were able to work with magnificent sponsors and we had sponsors 30 kids from the orlando children's home to come and just experience this day because when we think of local celebrities we think of you know musicians we never put writers up there Good and point. i had Seven fantastic children's authors who just came especially for them. So for me, that was also a very, very big win. When a child thinks of who is writing for me, then they are able to say, I know someone from home. I know someone from Gauteng, from the Eastern Cape, from Soweto, from Mami Lodi, and I met them. And the authors were so gracious. They were taking pictures. They were hugging the kids. It just turned into such a spiritual moment for me. And that is exactly what I had in mind in July when we were putting this together, that I want that spirit of connectedness. I want everyone to leave there satiated, looking forward to next year. I want the children this December to say, I am reaching for a book. It's load shedding for the next four hours. We don't want to hear mom, dad, I'm bored, Gogo, I'm bored, what should I do? There are books, just stretch your hand, take a book and read a page, a paragraph a day makes such a huge, huge difference. Now let's talk about the feedback, feedback yeah. from the panelists, yeah. from the publicists, yeah. Yeah, from please. the book yeah. capital. <laughs> <laughs> excited now, go for it. Go for I it. am, I, I am, um, I am so, so excited. I mean, the only negative feedback that we had was um, was around the food. As you know, Ubuntu Crawl Lifestyle has a licensed restaurant mm. as well as a bar. Mm. And, you know, it was such a sore point that I wasn't able to include um, food retailers from within the township to, to come mm. and, and, mm. Yeah, and be part and be part of the day. So we had to rely on the menu, which is a very small Shisanyama offering. It's a Sunday townships across South Africa we are grilling we are brying so it was that the menu was very limited for those who were not meat eaters so um we were able to find out beforehand from the panelists who's a vegan who's a vegetarian and those were catered for separately and also you know people got thirsty people got thirsty and the queues um yeah the service was a bit slow so that was the only only negative thing that came um, out of the out of the feedback but you know big ups to everything everyone enjoyed the program the way it was structured you know it, it came full circle it started off with individual stories with that session called my story and then it ended up with a celebration of our stories with Dudu Busani Dube, Tabile Shange, all the way from Durban as well as Fred Kumalo and then in between we had curated sessions that spoke to a myriad of themes of 
you know, about what is happening in the country on the continent. As I said, the political session was very, very huge. And mm, Becky Sisamube, who wrote the Ramaphosa Chronicles, yes. I think yes. he was, <laughs> I think he was one of the more, um, the more favored. You know, he was because he's very, very vocal in 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 that book. It's a collection of letters that he wrote um, during lockdown to President Ramaphosa, and they were. Um, they were published in the Natal Witness, and then he decided to collect them and put them in book form. They are hilarious. Um, some of them are very, um, very, very profound. And he addresses, you know, as much as we speak about the big issues, the economy, the electricity, we are a people who live here. There are the little things that also play a very important part in our lives. And during lockdown, alcohol was not available cigarettes were not available so those are the things that were big big to south africans but not bigger than everything else that was happening like um vaccinations to vaccinate not to vaccinate and the grief and the constant deaths that were happening within our families our communities and coming out of covid how do we then deal with all that latent grief while ensuring that the kids go back to class. I mean, they've been, we've been teaching them at home for two years, you know, how do we then reorientate them into class? So those were the things that we, we spoke about at the, at the festival. Also the land question, there will always be, oh, yeah. that will always be very, very important. And we have Tembek and Nuka Gaitobi speaking about that. We had Songezo Zibi coming to speak about that. Bulela Mabasa, her memoir called uh, My Land Obsession. She speaks about growing up on Midlands in those matchboxes. And I saw related to her book because she was in zone four, I was in zone, zone seven. So we were we were like three degrees apart and when i read her book you know i saw my life as a as a six seven year old growing up in Midlands, and she speaks about moving from a township school into a private school which is also a very traumatic experience for someone and i've been through that and we were able you know to connect around those issues and then junks by tidiso Mulezani, he won the Sunday Times Fiction Prize for this year. Mm -hmm. Biggest, mm -hmm. biggest mm -hmm. surprise in the literary world. But you read that book, Wesley, it, it's mm -hmm. fiction. The narrative time is 24 hours. It's about a young man um, denied an opportunity to go to varsity, goes into a depression, is taking drugs. It's, it's just, it's like he is on a train to nowhere, you know, it, and he just crashes, crashes in the middle of, psychologically crashes in the middle of Newtown. And if you grew about Jobek, around Jobek, you know, Newtown, Carfax, they used to have these big yep. youth-oriented festivals yep. um, that I was too old for, but my sister <laughs> has been part of that scene. So yeah. she was able to, to identify and having CD, so a very young man bringing those experiences to, 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 to everyone's attention for me, that was, yeah. So major, major wins. Um, there are some things that um, we couldn't help um, around the food and the venue, but we are moving forward with um, a lot more clarity on how to give 
festival goers a, a better experience. You know, we know we will always give you guys a banging program because we are banging the middle of the books. We read the books. We know who's writing about what. We know how to put panels together. But it is equally important that, that when you are there, yeah. when you are there, you feel loved, you feel taken care of, you get value for money. So we are we are looking at various options in terms of um, in terms of venues because it is very very important that anything we put up in the township involves a larger part mm -hmm. of the population. yeah um, that's actually that's actually a beautiful point um, to end off. It's very poetic because I was I was gonna I was gonna ask about like because what I because what I see you guys are doing um, you're building you was nurturing this ecosystem um, 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 within the within the book industry inclusive of, of everybody and um like you were saying one of the one of the one of the issues was was food and that sort of leads into like the township economy because i know there's also a serious serious ecosystem over there and there's also a lot of potential because you can invite them they will invite their people and so forth and uh, we all know as africans if the belly of food, the belly is full it's just good it's just That's everything good. it's just everything is good like it's just it's just okay everything is just okay so that's a that's a that's that's a very interesting point. So if you talk about like moving forward, um, I was gonna say the user experience, but that's that's the take uh, uh, If you look at the festival goers experience, um, yeah, man, moving forward, what's what other tweaks? Okay, so you guys, so, so okay, you know, there's there's the food, you so there's there's this other vendors you can buy, um, and and so forth. You know, there's also a variety of food because you know meat eaters, vegans, and so forth. Um, is there is there is there other things um, that you um, that that you that you guys are, are looking at them? Um, and I'm and I'm and, I, and, and, and I'm asking this because I'm very interested to know how uh, festival um, okay festival uh, managers um, we're living in a we're living in a in a in a, in a very interesting time. Uh, people's attention spans is a bit smaller, but there's also a need for because everything's virtual these days. There's also a, a need for, for for more than that human inter interaction, which is almost, I guess, more appreciated. I'd like to think that I know I certainly appreciate it more than I did uh, what the three three years ago. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking at like 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 nuances, like the little details, like that. Is there anything else outside um, that you guys are looking at? Yes, um, yes, Wesley. I mean, this one was um, the curation of these. This inaugural edition was very, very intentional. So we had to keep it very small scale, sure. looking at sure. you know what resources we had available at sure. our disposal and what we could um, what we could uh, get within that very limited time frame so we we our concentration was on key points but obviously moving forward next year number one the duration of the festival is going to be two and a half days it's going to start on a friday evening and end on a sunday lunchtime the past one it was all day on a Sunday and we took advantage of that date because everyone is like winding down the schools are almost closed yeah, so we can really afford to spend a whole Sunday at something like this but you know it's not something that we can sustain as as, as festival curators because a Sunday is also a family day yeah. so number one is the duration of the festival number two we looked at um 
accessibility yes the 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 the, the venue was was central it was not too far from the highway it was along the major routes in soweto but you know we we got questions from um uh, potential festival goers you know how do i get from town to orlando east orlando west and and i i i really didn't know because mina i gps i i <laughs> if, you know wherever i'm going i just gps so when someone starts asking about public transport i was really at a loss for for words and having limited resources i really didn't know where to reach out. So information to potential festival goers is very, very important. Where to get a taxi, where to get off and stuff like that. And number three, very important moving forward is the vis visibility of the festival. We have all this technology available to us. How do we make the experience accessible to someone in the Western Cape, in Kenya, in Namibia, or in Proteat land, someone who really doesn't want to come and be with everyone else. We still have people who are very wary of, of, of COVID and they don't want to be within that crowd. So we need to, to accommodate those people as well. And moving forward, we are looking at live streaming the event Obviously, in the new year, we have a whole plan. In the new year, we come out guns blazing. We are speaking to everyone who wants to see this, not only as a success, but as a sustainable project, ensuring that everyone is included, everyone is connected, everyone is able to be part of this magnificent, magnificent uh, festival. Number four, um, as I said, venue we need a a bigger a bigger venue that is oh, well resourced okay. yeah. people we need a venue that understands the unique demands and needs of a book festival you know it's well and good to be able to put together a music a music thing you just bring a sound box yeah. you advertise everyone gets there everyone goes to the bar they get their yes, own I. thing they come back but a festival has yeah, very man. very unique demands and also our authors and panelists, our, our VIP guests. And for me, I just felt that we were not able to show and give them the love that they had given to this festival because of the constraints of the venue. But no one has complained about that. It's just me just, you know, being hard that's on myself. A, but that's, a, <laughs> that's a very good point. That's a, that's, that, 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 that's a brilliant point because, because if you keep that, those people are happy, the festival will grow. And you are correct, like with the music, like I like the thing you say with the music festival as a book festival. It's, it might, it might have a festival in the title, but it's not the same thing. The needs is different. There's, there's parking, there's access, there's, 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 excuse me. I get it, I get it, I get it. And that's, and that, um, you also, you also mentioned like, um, how you guys wanna um, uh, uh, sort of stream it to, to um, have a streaming platform. That is super interesting because we're actually working on developing that very same thing. Because since uh, the pandemic, all we've been using with Zoom, Microsoft Teams, Google Meet, and so forth and so forth. Um, and I think a lot of the revenue that uh, I think a lot of artists are missing out on revenue over there because um, people are logging on on these platforms, and the platform owners is, is 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 monetizing it. And I think that's also a very interesting way that artists can monetize uh, moving forward. So you have a gig, you have like 30 people, but you're streaming it to 
30,000 people all over the globe and it's, exactly. there's there's serious money in, in, in that and the same goes with books because sales etc will pick up and there also needs to be an e-store um so that's so that's so that's it's actually very beautiful how you captured and it also look you can see you're really rooted in analysis uh, uh which is beautiful which is beautiful so and and also like it's really seen like really um i don't want to say take care of the artists as sounds but you you understand the needs of the of the um of, of, of the writer because um sometimes people don't really you know it's expected writer to pitch to the gig and then get paid and then leave but there's details with um in that and we are definitely living in a different time those things i think is a lot more important um so sort of in closing um last question on the uh on the book festival so moving forward you mentioned quite a bit of what you guys are looking to do in uh, 2023 so uh just a few things i was looking at the same time um in another words like um, first week of december um are you guys going to be doing anything um different in terms of curating given that um ish, you know um if you know the um in, in the podcast recording last year um we didn't know there was going to be a war in ukraine and all of a sudden that had a huge impact on 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 everybody there was no way we could good for us that you know, prices went up and all of this and that also again influenced people's movements so um i guess um you know if anyone is rooted in analysis like you are you know that there's definitely things that's coming out that we have zero control over so is there a way that you're kind of conscious of that and trying to work around that um where he's going to use the same formula and just use the the, the, the data that is collected now on top of the formula and um and um is the other what other stakeholders um are you in partnership with oh, wow. um i mean i mean if it if it ain't broke um why are you fixing it firstly in terms of curation um we are we are going to keep to keep the same formula i mean it it works it's been working for years and i mean we understand the needs of the type of 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 readers you know it's not only authors and panelists it's also readers the type of readers that we attract to that we want that we want to keep coming to a festival like this and we also understand the needs of the community where the festival takes place you know we're talking about reading as a sustainable lifelong hobby so these are uh, the areas that we we are looking at these are the people that we cater to and we obviously want them to keep coming now secondly when it comes to curation of the festival moving forward i mean there is that international element in yes. the festival and um yeah you mentioned and that. that we are going very hard on next year we were very deliberate in 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 what we wanted to call this festival yes we had our constraints this year but you don't let your current limitations stop you from 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 dreaming big so next year yeah yeah we are looking at 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 bringing panelists authors moderators from outside of south africa from within the continent to write across the diaspora and if and that will require a a streaming platform because we also want to be realistic in terms of the kind of uh, financial support we are going to get 
you know, and if we can connect with authors in Canada, in Nigeria, in, 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 in Uganda, via a streaming option via a streaming platform then we were able to use that hard cash yes hard cash we do want hard cash we are able to use that hard cash for 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 other contingencies so definitely the international part is there to stay but most importantly for this festival the keynote speakers and the headliners will always come from south africa we have a wealth of oh, yeah. talent Oh my God, we are so gifted when it comes to Terrible. storytellers and people who are custodians yeah. of our stories across the board. So those three key people yeah. will always come from the country and we will always make sure that they are there in physical form unless there is a major emergency, then we will stream them, stream them in. But streaming next year we're going full force um we are hoping we are hoping potential collaborators are are listening and obviously we are looking at you as well make us an offer wesley make us an offer we can't refuse the brain is working no don't worry definitely and you know we 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 are looking at so a lot of elements that are going to make this festival um very very special for everyone who is there who is either there physically or or, or watching um from a streaming yes. platform i love the idea of a podcast at the festival you know you put up a booth yes. you choose the authors that you want you yes. let them know you have a five six seven minute thing with them <laughs> So that that will be very very great for us um, moving moving forward next year. And as as I said, you know, panelists who are the authors as well as the moderators, they are like they are our VIP uh, guests. So next year they will be better um, taken care of. What have I not spoken about? I think, I think you covered I mean, everything. I think covered everything. In in in, in yeah. quite in quite good detail. And again, yeah, uh, because I'm just I'm just making a note here for myself. So when I wrap up here, that I know what to follow up on and, and so on. I've got a real thing of I write everything down and I use different color markers. I've got whole thing here with like That's many like markers. So <laughs> I carry a clipboard. I carry a clipboard and a and, and paper everywhere I go because I, I think there's a there's a certain there's a certain um, accent to reading what you have written because it brings back oh, yeah. that feeling, yeah, the feeling that you had when you were writing it down. You know, typing is great, but for me, looking at my writing, sometimes it scribbles, yeah. which means that I wanted to capture as much information <laughs> as possible. But when I look at it, then I the whole yeah. paragraph comes back. So keep writing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'll, show, I'll show you quickly. I've got a, I don't know if you can see it, and, and, and it's written in different... It's all over the show, but there's but there's a serious method at my desk here. So at the bottom, yeah, I have the papers for the whole year, um, and it's just it looks it's actually an artwork, and the ideas eventually. So <clears throat> what I do this time of the year, um, I spend this is my studio, so I spend a lot of time in my studio. Um, so I go through stuff like this, and sometimes there's an artwork behind it. So that's just something interesting. Um, 
Lorraine Sitole from an inter, from a Gauteng International Book Fair. This was fantastic, my sister. Um, for all our listeners, how do they get hold of you? If there's writers, if there's authors, publishers, if there's booksellers, people working within the book um, industry ecosystem, they want to get hold of you. How do how do they do that? Um, the the festival has um, social media pages on Instagram, Twitter. We have a Facebook page, um, the Gauteng, Gauteng International Book Festival. And I am, I love social media. I, I am, I am hosting, I am talking, <laughs> anything to do with books. I am there, Lorraine Sitole, you will find me. I am always shouting about the great products that come from the publishing industry. Fantastic, man. And for all the other listeners, remember if you guys um yeah just like the art lexia is on all the different platforms so if you're listening to this on spotify itunes google podcast apple oh there's so many uh youtube our primary our index is youtube so if you guys listen to any of those platforms you can always just drop me a message at uh the art lexia podcast at gmail.com and we will forward the information through to lorraine as well my sister this was this was fantastic this like i said i'm giving this my 100th episode and i think this was such a beautiful way uh to cap such a momentous occasion so just again to all my listeners um yeah man um i must see her actually um she always has a lot of fun questions and a lot of fun angles and she's always dressed like black love and um <clears throat> and she always says about how we should celebrate ourselves my sister i think you're doing a fantastic job i think you should celebrate what you are doing over the festive season i wish you and your family a fantastic festive season you and your family i hope you guys eat your bellies are full you have laughed and so forth um i've got one more i've got to record the christmas episode that's gonna be a lot of fun so let's just look forward to that i'm talking to my sister um and um yeah we're gonna be doing the new year's eve thingy but i think we're just gonna go live and just have fun on that i don't think that's gonna be a very informal episode and then to the listeners we'll be off for two weeks we will be back around about the 12th of january um that means publishing new episodes in 2023 and we got a whole program lined up which definitely includes the Gauteng international book festival because that will be exactly 12 months from now so that's fantastic that's i'm really looking forward to that my sister um one love um you know have a thank you for coming through all the best moving forward and i will keep you up to speed regarding the publishing on this episode because what i'll do i'll send it through to my producer later on tonight um yeah and as soon as he's published it um, maybe i will i think we'll probably publish the two episodes in the coming week um which is a formula not to create on but circumstance and but but we'll still promote it like we always do um it's just that it's a bit of a holiday season so i'm really interested to see how our listeners um you know how their listening habits hopefully won't change and yeah guys if you're having a holiday um remember you can always tune into the art links and podcast if you listen to the one you know anything to do with art and processes and entrepreneurship and in this case book festivals you know exactly where to go to so my sister once again thanks a lot um and i'll be in touch with you by social media Cheers, man. Thank you so much. Thanks. One love. One love.